Mustafa, who do you have as our guest since you're the executive producer well, this Chief morning? Chief Orifici is in the house. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that even close. And then we have Fire Chief Mike Carlin, who's a regular here. They need, are representing the Amigos today. and we need you, you guys need to put your headsets on, or at least... Uh, well, it's loud enough, I think. Well, he needs to hear this intro that we're oh. going to play here. Uh, it's real for, loud. For, the, this is down. for the Three Amigos minus one this morning. We're the Three Amigos! <coughs> Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Wherever liberty is threatened. You will find the Three Amigos. Right Radio proudly presents the Three Amigos, helping to fight the battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Yeah, there you go. Three Amigos de Mais. So we have with us today Angelo Orofici, who is uh, the uh, police chief here at Weatherford and the fire chief of Weatherford, Mike Carlin. I'm saying that right. Uh, I've been practicing for all all morning to see if I get your name right. Did I, did I do okay with that? You did good. All right, good deal. Well, it's good to have you all with us this morning. Um, first of all, let's talk about some of the road uh, conditions around town with Lyle Road and some of the other roads. Chief, what what's it look like? Uh, let you explain that. You'll need to turn that mic in towards you a little Which bit. Which chief did you want to talk to? Well, you're the, the police, police chief. chief, traffic man. Please, the, <laughs> the traffic so what 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 complications are you having with? anything at all any concerns what, concerns with what people need to be doing with the, the roads around town they, well i'm just asking everybody to slow down that that's probably the bigger thing um and just follow the signs some of them are a little confusing we've tried to get out there um and put up um just a one-way sign especially on lyle road and it seems to be uh everybody seems to be going the right way now we just need to make sure we get everybody slowed down in the construction zones. Now, Lyle Road is kind of a mess. Now, I heard on the news yesterday that the road is, like, northbound right now only, or how's that working? Correct. It's it's northbound only. There's a few people that have turned southbound, but they've kind of worked it, itself out now. So, so it's the southbound lane that's going northbound one way. Yes. Right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to pretend like you're, yeah. you're in uh, England. <laughs> Driving down yeah, the road exactly. uh, instead like of the United States. I'm going to go out there and practice. You know, I'm going to England in September, so I'm going to be driving in England. So right. uh, you got to get the steering wheel around there. I need to go practice a little bit so that I can get ready for bicycle. So I'll, I'll just go go right up and down Lyle Road. How's that sound? Get some practice in there. I'll take it. Make you it. You're going to get a ticket if you in this day and time. So, so speaking of tickets, uh, we've had a lot of people. Um, since you've taken over, uh, you've, you've stepped it up uh, in terms of giving warnings and tickets. Uh, why is that? Talk a little bit about that. Can I premise this real quick? Because what I see is a better presence. I see your units out there a heck of a lot more often than what I used to see. There you go. Not tickets. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not going to accuse them of writing tickets, but I will say their presence <laughs> is well known these days. Go yes, ahead. Yes, it is. Well, we're fully staffed now, so um, we're three or four officers down prior to me getting here, but now we are fully staffed, so that's probably why you're starting to see a few more officers out there. Um, so if I pulled the numbers a couple weeks ago and we're not writing or generating any more tickets or citations than we were at this time last year, so it's everything's about the same. It just seems that there, there are going to be more officers on the street because we're trying to push them outside the station and, and get out there and be seen. That's good. I mean, because we do need to slow down. Uh, because accidents have a tendency to happen more often 
when you when you go a little too fast. That's true. And the the positive side of the presence is that the neighbors get to see you. The neighborhood, the children, the parents, the families, they see a little more of that presence. I, I remember a town in which I grew up in, not growing up. At any rate, in Texas, one of the things that we wanted them to do in Forest Hill was get the officers out there in the neighborhoods. And up until that point, we have a, uh, this aura about them that makes them think that every time you see one, you're in trouble. But we had officers out there just just having fun, part of the part of the scenery, so to speak. So uh, you've been here how long now? Um, almost five months. Five months. So how how do you feel about it? And and is it going the way you thought it should? You like it here? Yeah, I love it. It's a great it's a great town to work for. You from? I know we've talked about this on the program before with Todd, but you were from uh, UConn or, or on the police force at UConn before you came here. It was, it was Bethany. Bethany, yeah, so, okay. Well, that's close enough, right? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> but for the people in Bethany, don't like it. I'm sure they <laughs> they would rather be called Bethany folks, right? Yeah, it's a separate right. little city right there, isn't it? It is. And uh, right there along, you got see uh, Nazarene University in Bethany. Yep, Southern Nazarene. Southern University. Southern Nazarene, There's which Southwest is Southwest Christian. University there, we're just right on Route 66. So you said you're up to f- full force now. Yes, sir. So how many officers do we have in in Weatherford? There's 27. So you're you're up to 27. Does that include Justin Bashong? Yes, it does. He, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he's the uh, the officer up at the school during the school year. That's right. Uh, so what does he do during the summer? Does he actually work in the summer? Yeah, he has to actually uh, patrol the streets. Does he really? He's one of the <laughs> shift sergeants, yeah. so he's out there working. Well, he had a birthday not too long ago, so. Oh, well, they're all at the the D.A.R.E. conference this week. So they can't even hear us talk about him. No, huh? he's oh, probably more. not tuning in. He's probably still sleeping. Yeah. So, Chief Carlin, you got neighbors, a brand new neighbor going in on the west side of where you are now. And when is that going to take place? When do they open that? Well, I probably ought to ask the chief. Yeah, that's I was, actually going to be, be his, funny. I was you know, exactly. Uh, there we go. We're, we're getting we're, there. We're trying to uh, we're trying to hold it off as long as we can, you know. But uh, <laughs> I, I but think it's coming. Keep sabotaging it so it just keeps getting extended. Because now we're like October, November. Well, that that project's been going on for ten years. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's the roads that have been going on for ten years. Now the, I talked to Jody Hall. You know, he's the I guess the, engineer, the, the contractor, the contractor on the general contractor. And so he said they're getting close. So what what kind of police station are you going to have? Being right across the street from fire station, you all going to be able to get along? Well, every time one of his trucks leaves, they have to honk that horn. And my office faces the fire station. Oh, it's no. right in the center of all those bay doors where those trucks are at. So he's going to make it extra special for me. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll well, be. You know, there there probably won't be much sleeping over there. That's that's one thing for sure. Do, do they have now? Now the fire station they always have a lot of food. I mean, that's the key to the fire station. You know, food, good food. You got some good cooks. The fire station chief. We do. We we've got some really good cooks. So you're close now. They can bring some food over the police station once in a while. Yes, they. Now, do you have food at the police station like they have at the fire department? Donuts at the police station. We have donuts. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody loves donuts. (laughs) Especially our finest Um, barbecue pits there at the. Absolutely. And it's internet controlled, and well, you have the best of everything over there for you guys to cook with. Maybe not internet controlled, but you know, hey, it, we we can cook. So how are things going there? I, it's been a while since I've actually seen you in the studio here, and They're I good. heard your last week's interview with Todd, and I thought that was great. Both of you were real good. 
What's going on? It's busy. Um, you know, it's busy. Obviously, we're just on the heels of a, a very significant storm, you know, that we had on the 9th and, uh, you know, still trying to uh, recover from that. And, and uh, that was uh, that was an interesting event to go through. So the damage, have you had a chance to look at the damage Weatherford received and the type of dollar value on all that? So we still are, we're still trying to put dollar values to everything. Um, the storm wide right now, and, and it's kind of crazy the way things are figured. If it's, if it's insured, it doesn't count towards the value of the, of the damage. Really? Um, which is, that doesn't make sense. It calculates in the overall amount of damage, but as far as for disaster purposes. And uh, so the last count we had, and it's, it's the storm wide, so that's from when the storm started in Oklahoma until it died out. Um, they're only at about $3.5 million, maybe $4 million in damages. But of that, um, we've we've got well over a million dollars right here in town, uh, the debris and and things, and and unfortunately we lost a few homes in town. Uh, we had a lot of damage to roofs and and things, so um, it was uh, it was very significant, you know. And all the years I've been here, and all the storms that we've went through, including the ice storm, uh, I don't know that I've seen the amount of debris uh, that we saw. And uh, we started out that morning early and. You know, it was uh, it was a lot of work between all of the first responders. Um, we had, uh, you know, all of our guys. We were out actually working accidents on the highway when it when it actually started uh, in the initial part. What kind of accidents did you have on the highway? We, we were wondering about that. Semis the that were blown over. Really? Yeah. And uh, so we were. That's where we started out, and uh, we transitioned from that to we were started getting d- uh, reports of damage to homes, and so we started responding to that. And then we had roads all over town that were just completely yeah, like saber fences. Yeah, saber was tree. horrible across the and whole street. So we uh, we actually put our guys out with chainsaws and with the street department crews, and we started clearing streets. And you know we worked uh, we worked all day um, just clearing streets. Yesterday I noticed some amazing work. Uh, some of the guys out of Oklahoma City were getting some of these limbs up and backed into a utility box in the alleyway. Power goes. Within five minutes, POS had their crews out there taking care of that problem. And I, I don't, it's amazing how well everyone came together to make this work for us in terms of helping each other. And speak on that a little bit. Well, you know, in the initial hours of the, of the storm, you know, we were looking, you know, making a quick assessment of the damages and things. And, and we really felt like we were going to be days uh, to get everybody back going and, uh, I mean, really long term, and uh, I will tell you that uh, PSO and CK Energy, I mean, they they knocked it out of the park. I mean, they got on it. Uh, Western Farmers lost a transmission line. Those folks were there quickly, and how the the time in which they restored power to everybody was really amazing, considering the damage. Um, and then you you go from first responders to our public work uh, public works guys uh, that work for the city the county crews i mean we had all the roads open in town um probably i don't know chief by before noon yeah, you know mm-hmm. uh and that was a lot of chainsaw work you know wow. uh, there was a lot of work going on and but i heard a lot of people uh, a lot of people in neighborhoods pulled together as well i heard some really good stories about that we saw you know uh i think almost all of the churches canceled right and uh you know it was uh it was a discussion about you know keeping people from getting out and uh, with all the down lines and everything, but everybody was out anyway because they were all going to help their friends, neighbors, and family. And it was it was really cool to see, 
you know, how many people came out to to help. And, and the when we kind of did our first assessment around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, and then what it looked like by noon was just amazing uh, to see how. I want to compliment the mayor for putting, you know, allowing the, the dump, if you will, for trees and that type of thing to be open immediately. You bet. Because there were people, when we took two truckloads out, uh, trailer loads, on, on that Sunday, and there were line people waiting in line to dump. You bet. And they were working it pretty big. So, And then the city's going around and also picking up trash as they're able to, right, at this time. I see stuff along the side of the road. They are. The, the city workers are starting to pick up a lot, Well, they and they have been since the, the first day. But um, we brought in a crew from Oklahoma City Public Works, uh, the city of Oklahoma City. We had them out here last week, and uh, they helped uh, get that initial wave of some of the really heavy stuff uh, last Where do you week. take that stuff? Is it the dump? So it's Can all going it? to the landfill right okay. now, the old landfill. And um, actually, we've been approved with DEQ. We, it's a permitted site for debris collection. But we've actually uh, uh, been approved as a burn site also. So we are going to be burning that uh, in the very near future. And um, so um, we'll, we'll be sure and put that out on social media, and we'll let you all know so that you can put that out. But... Uh, we're actually looking at possibly this week, this upcoming weekend on maybe Sunday morning, uh, trying to burn that because it's such a large pile of debris and trying to get rid of that is going to be extremely costly. So. And those burns can last up to a month. Can't they can they? last a long time. See smoke uh, kind of, Yeah. used to see smoke out there all the time when it was a regular dump right. because you burned uh, all the time. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, Mike Carlin and uh, Angelo uh, Orfici, Orf, Orfici coming up. <laughs> <laughs> the Right Time with Harold Wright, brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on KCLI. It's important to stay home for your medical supplies and medical needs. No need to go to Oklahoma City. Ask your doctor or medical provider to use or prescribe to Priority Home Medical Equipment. Fast local service. Major health equipment brands available. Priority Home Medical Equipment can personally assist you with all of your home medical equipment needs because they're locally owned and operated and have decades of experience. Priority Home Medical Equipment on South 30th Street in Clinton or find them at PriorityHomeMedicalEquipment.com. Pepsi Zero Sugar has taken its flavor to the next level. A Zero Sugar Cola has never tasted this good. But we don't expect you to take our word for it, so we're putting it to the test. Starting with me. Here the fireworks, we have an official best Zero Sugar ever. It's delicious, it's refreshing, and it's so good you'll need to try it for yourself. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zero never tasted so good. That's what I like. Pepsi is delivered locally by the Nicholson family at Pepsi of Clinton. We are turning it up this summer. Burning heat means burning hot savings at Cummins and Weatherford. Now's your chance to drive away in a new 2023 Ford F-150. You'll be driving the hottest ride in town. The price is right and the ride is powerful. And that means Ford Tough. Best financing, best service, best Ford experts in western Oklahoma. Cummins Ford Lincoln and Weatherford, just off I-40 and Airport Road. And online at CumminsFordWeatherford.com. Built Ford Tough. 
65 mile an hour winds, tornadoes, hell, the weather in western Oklahoma is unpredictable. A-plus roofing and construction is there for you. Owned and operated by Damon Schultz, a GAF master elite contractor, fully insured with an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call A-plus roofing today at 580-772-7587. That's 772-7587. Here before and after the storm. A-plus roofing and construction in Weatherford. Offering free estimates and protecting your biggest investment. The Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation Care Facility offers skilled nursing in a quiet setting of a small town. We pride ourselves with positive attitudes, and you can rest assured your loved one is receiving the most loving care possible. We offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, and a wide range of planned activities on and off-site. Come join us for a tour of our facility at Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Binger Nursing Facility, the place for someone you love. 26 after 7 o'clock uh, with us today, Angelo Orfici, along with uh, Mike Carlin. And I say your name a lot easier, Mike, than again, <laughs> Angelo's, but I'm getting it down, folks. Uh, so you didn't blow the sirens, uh, and some were some criticized that because you blew them earlier in the year when we had straight winds. So what was your thinking on that? Well, I, you know, we, we normally don't blow them with straight line winds. Um, you know, it's... Um, it's it's kind of a it's a real fine line as to when you do blow them and when you don't. Um, we we try to have as much information as we can and pretty you know we want to be pretty confident of what's coming. And I will tell you this storm really um, there were several several of us that were up watching it um, prior to it coming in, and this thing didn't really unleash its fury until it was literally on our city limits just to the north. Um, Really, about 990 road is about when it started, and and if you don't have enough time to give people warning, um, because we have so many people that when you do activate the sirens or you make that notification, they they give a tornado warning or high wind warning. There's so many people that wait until that moment before they move to shelter, and when I say move to shelter, it's leaving their residence and they're going to a neighbor or they're going somewhere across town, and so. We have to be cautious about if we don't have enough time for that warning, you're better off to let people shelter where they are. And, you know, this thing happened so quickly. We watched that storm as it was coming in. It didn't appear that it, we knew it was going to be significant, but it didn't appear to be anything like it was. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, opened up. And uh, now there, there weren't any apparently tornadoes, but I've had a lot of people say they thought because of some of the destruction to some things where they were twisted up, mm-hmm. that it had to be more than, than straight winds to and, do that. And I, I think I personally, I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not uh, the tornado expert, but uh, some of the damage paths that we saw, uh, some of the debris, some of the, uh, you know, there was a, a home right next to, in between two homes, you know, almost totally destroyed and neither of the homes on either side were, were damaged. And so you you did see a lot of that twisted debris around. Um, it, you know, it's just, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell for sure. Um, so who makes that decision ultimately? Is that the police chief, fire chief, who, who gets to make that decision? On when to blow the siren? It's, it's really... It's whoever has the most it, it, hot air, is it, that... Uh, it's really in both of our wheelhouses <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, the, way, the way we're set up in the city of Weatherford, it, it falls under fire police emergency management and uh, either one of us have the authority as well as uh, any one of our 
uh, supervisors that are on duty can make that call. So emergency manager would include uh, Mr. Galloway and his team. My, Mike's actually our county emergency manager. I'm the I'm the emergency manager for the city of Weatherford. Uh, but you bet we're and we all work together, and it's it's the communities around us. Do you have good radio know. communication in these kind we, of situations? We do now. We you do. know the tower. Funny you'd say that the tower in Clinton went down, and they had to the, the, our officers had to go out to certain parts of town and. That in itself, how do you get that out to the public if, if every, all the communication is down? Well, it's um, more difficult. It, no it makes it more difficult. It, yeah. it does. It does. We, we try to make you know, as many redundant things as we, as we can. And we actually, in Weatherford, we have three different repeater sites. Uh, so we have multiple avenues that we can actually go to to talk. But it, it is. It's a difficult thing. And, and while we're talking about communications, you know, just like that event, it's extremely busy. And, uh, you know, we've talked about how fire and police, we were out doing our thing during the event and the recovery. But the, there's, a, there's a group of folks in the first responder world that don't get nearly enough credit, and that's our dispatchers. Oh, boy, uh, that's true. Because they're down there, they're getting hammered with oh, phones. stress. They're, they're dealing with the radio traffic, and the stress level is, you know. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to Todd many nights whenever the storms are, are brewing, and he's sitting in here. Um, he can't see out. He can't, but he's he's taking in all this information, right. but he really can't physically be out to see, and it's uh, you know that's difficult for them. That's why and we have so, our helicopter that yeah. goes out. Yeah, I crashed it a couple of weeks ago <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> well, it's, but we do. Have we, we got the chopper them. back up yet? Well, kudos going out to all the emergency medical people, a medical and uh, equipment right. people, the fire department, the police department, EMS, the whole bit. You bet. So we want to thank all the workers who did all what they did, and we appreciate you guys being on this morning. Absolutely. The Great. two amigos. Great show. And I'll be out and about along with Mustafa, and you guys have a good one. Be careful. You know, the most important thing is watch the speed limit. There you go. And be careful. Then you and stay hydrated. worry about getting a ticket. You and know? wear your seatbelt. And stay hydrated. And stay hydrated. And stay hydrated. This heat, that's really important. <laughs> it really thank, is. Thank you guys for being on this morning. Appreciate it. Nice meeting you. Enjoyed it. Yeah, you're listening to The Right Time for Western Oklahoma. Our guests on the program this morning, Angelo Orfici and Mike Carlin. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.